0: Hey, hey, welcome back friends and welcome to the Two Free Experience, a podcast led by Vessel. So as we get ready to get into this next episode, I hope that you come with an open heart and an open perspective. Thank you for joining the wave. So let's get it. Hey guys, Welcome back to the Waves Podcast. It's your boy Vessel here. Or shall I say, man Vessel here. Um, Just turned 30. Just hit the big 3.0. So this, I just wanted to, uh, I want to, um, last week we did Fresh Air. Um, It was a success. It was amazing. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for the positive feedback I've gotten from it. Um, I am very Uh, All smiles here. Super excited and I'm grateful for that. However, this week, I'm going to speak on something a little more sensitive. Um, And um, when I speak about this, friends, uh, keep in mind that everything that I am speaking about um, is my. uh, I don't want to say necessarily my opinion, but it is my experience, my uh, experience. My perception. Um, so, not anything that I say is to come against another race. Nothing I say or believe is meant to offend anyone personally. Okay. So, everything that I will say, I do stand for and I stand with too free on and so just come with an open mind and a perspective to just hear me you can have your own opinions you can have your own uh, um t- what's the word i'm looking for you can have your own ideas perspectives that's fine that's what wave is for we're here to share and we're here to grow and to edify to one another so without further ado I'll uh, let me start with this okay so I live in the state of Oklahoma, right? And I am a citizen of Tulsa, okay, great. So um, our governor of this state, which quote unquote by the rest of the world, or at least the 49 United States, including, the District of Columbia, classify us as on the Bible Belt. Okay, so my first thing I want to say is if Oklahoma is on the Bible Belt, point A, why do we do executions if we're on the Bible Belt? Because my whole thing is if we as a state classify ourselves as Being on the Bible Belt, being the most Christian involved or the most God-fearing, execution shouldn't even be in our decisions. It shouldn't even be in our, uh, what's the word I want to use for that? Bylaws or whatever the word is, because I feel like when people classify themselves, I'm a. I'm gonna break this down for you guys. So if you're taking notes, this would be a great time to take notes. So as a Christian, my my belief is, as a okay, let me say this, because Christians get a bad report repor, get a bad. Um, Christians get bad flack for being a Christian, so. Mm-hmm let me take the let me take religion out of the equation because religion is not how god intended for us to have a relationship with him whoever did this and created all this let me get in your mind right now that religion is not me you know we could not we could follow the law of moses which is why god came with a plan b and was just like okay we're well, flooding the earth i'm not gonna do that again No one can uphold the law of Moses of all my rules and decrees. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to send my son down in love. He's going to take up the cross of everyone else's sin. And he's going to sacrifice his life so that everyone would not be held in contempt to sin as far as God sees us. Right. Okay. so. Being in the state of Oklahoma. I feel like as a as a as a black man that is God-fearing and having a personal, intimate relationship with God and obeying to my best ability to his rules, decrees, and regulations. You do not take someone's life, nor do you make decisions on someone's, should they live or die. I feel like that's all in God's hands. Another thing, we killed three, four weeks ago, the state of Oklahoma executed another black man. And then we got Governor Stitt here. Now, again, I don't have all the facts of Julius Jones. I am not here to say someone is guilty or innocent because the truth of the matter is I do not know. I could read and scour through all the evidence I could go through all the interviews, but I just do not know. So my thing again, as a person on a platform representing the state of Oklahoma, on the Bible Belt, whether it's a term that you've agreed to be a part of or not, Oklahoma is recognized as a state that goes hard for God. Although we don't deserve that because there's a million of us that do, but then there's a couple million of us that don't. Now, it's sad and it's a harsh reality and it sucks, but that's that's just the truth. Now, when we come for the seat of governor, sit, sit. I don't know this man. I don't know that man. But what I do know and what I will say is one man just like the president of the United States cannot represent a culture or a man that does not look like him. You just can't, you just can't. And I feel like being on a platform of representing the state of Oklahoma, the spotlight is on us. It's on you as the governor the whole country is watching you so i feel like the right people we need to have in office are the right are the people that represent us that look like us that are going to understand what it is like being a minority in oklahoma not just in oklahoma but in any state or in any country anybody who wants to represent or anybody who needs to represent to change The motto of Too Free is pushing for change, right? And I was sitting here and I was like, you know, I woke up early in the morning, like could not sleep. And I woke up and I prayed for Julius and I said, you know, God, although his life was spared, we thank you for this. We thank you for that. However, God, there are more than one ways to kill people everybody has a ledge and I cannot imagine I can and it breaks my heart imagine being behind bars and in solitude and being having my freedom taken from me for X amount of years and the truth not setting me free like that would destroy me I feel like I would be on my knees every day, night and day, in my cell, crying, pleading out to God. Like, what can I do? Who is out there fighting for me? Who? Why am I in this position? Like, why is this happening to me? Like, why? Why? Why are there people in office that don't represent us, that don't care about us? Why are there people in office on the stage on the platform, using their platform for their own selfish needs and their own selfish gain. Y'all, it breaks my heart to know that this country, as much as it provides, it also takes a lot. This country was never, never set up to benefit pigmented people This country was set up to benefit the mass race the the white people european descent this country was built on the backs of pigmented people for those people I'm not like I said I'm not coming against I'm just speaking the facts I don't have to defend myself because I know myself. Those who know me, know me. I'm a God-fearing man. I see everyone as equal, and I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. But the fact remains that history shows this country was built on the backs of... it, it, It was built on the backs of people who were oppressed. The institutions and the justice system was never designed or created with black people in the room when this country was created. Behind the locked doors, the dark nights, when all this stuff, when this country was being built, when things were set in motion, there was not one black person in that room saying, this is, I need, this is how we need to represent people who look like me. It didn't happen. You cannot tell me it did because look at this country. So I feel like I have this dream that if just half of the 50 states had people of color in office, Hispanic, Asian, Blacks, Native Americans, we could change this country. But, you know, the, stat- the odds are stacked so high against us that getting us into office are few to none. Again, when I say this country was developed and not set up for us it's not so easy for a Black person to go into office. It just wasn't set up, set up for us. The systems and the institutions may not be set against us, but they were never created and designed for us. So there's a lot of speculation and a lot of rumors floating around about well, governor said he did this and then he did that oh he's a good man or he's a bad man and all this the fact the fact remains is he didn't make this decision on his own and now as a governor a governor and now as the governor of Oklahoma as a god-fearing man or at least I would hope you are a god-fearing man your first your first <laughs> your first word against this when this hit your desk should have been like executions off the table why are we even talking about this and it's like you got so many people watching you 49 other countries states looking at you like what are are you going to do like are you afraid of re-election that you're not going to get it or are you afraid that your inner circle is going to look at you differently are you afraid of the radical change that you'll start in motion like what are you afraid of (laughs) because I don't see the fear of God in anybody who helped make this decision, really, because it's like we're not doing enough. And let me see. Let me let me back up and say, I may not see the fear of God in people who made decisions because I don't know all the people who helped make decisions. But it seems very cut and dry to me that three things: one. If I'm on this platform, I have to represent it well and I have to represent God. I have to be for the people, but I have to be for God and serve God first. So execution wouldn't have been on the table. I, I know what we struggle with here in, in Oklahoma as, let's say, let's say I'm Governor Stitt. And as a white man, I see what's happening in this state. I see the tensions and I see the racism. I see the minority uh, disadvantage. I see all of this and I really am here for the people. So, first and foremost, I check my heart and I see, what would Jesus do? How would God see me fit to handle this situation? Listen, anytime I make a decision now, I put myself in the sandals of Jesus. How would Jesus handle it? When you know Jesus is character, you start to, you start to, you start to remap your life in a way that Jesus lived his so it's like, as Governor said, I would be like, that man's not dying on my watch, especially not with me in office. Second thing would be, I need to get to the bottom of all the facts. I have the power to figure this out. Is this man innocent or not? Let's, let's, let's fix this. Let's get this up. There's no reason keeping this people, these people in office like this. I mean, it, behind bars like this, if we can de-escalate a situation before it even escalates. And, and, and another thing is like the American prison system is the worst in the whole world. We profit off people being incarcerated. We're not about justice. We're not about rehabilitation. And I say we because I am a part of America. I am woven within the thread of America. I am American, but I am Christian. I fear God before I'm American. I just, we, 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 we seek revenue at the cost of people's lives. I just feel like we are all so quick to come up with our own judgments or our own biases that we don't take time to hear the truth or to find people's truth or to hear all the stories. I know that this hits really hard home for me because I'm a black man. and being a Christian too at the same time so it's just like this just doesn't sit right with me why not represent a state to where you're the one that stands out like it's so obvious and so clear and so evident how the situation should have been handled But I still want to be cautious because, like, everything's not black and white and, I'll, and everything. There's a lot of factors that aren't being accounted for in this podcast. But living in black skin in Oklahoma in a red state. I feel this. <laughs> I feel this deeper than many people. In the way I think, in the way I retain my knowledge, in the way I research, nothing sits right with me about the situation. You should have never had the ability to sign off on if someone should live or die in the first place. You you let this man go through all of this and all this increased anxiety and this That's torture. That's so, that is torture. I don't care what anybody says. Like that, if you are on death row and you've been on death row for so many years, every day up leading to your death row is anxiety. You don't know, you know when your day is coming. But who is going to say they're ready to die? Like, Or to not die, but ready to be murdered execute it whatever word you want to use but I feel like die is more of a peaceful way when you when you're ready to go when it's you know your time's coming and you're it's not in a place of oppression if that makes sense like dying in captivity has got to be a lot worse than dying being free. I mean, like, you know, there's the biggest, the biggest execution that brings me to my knees in tears every time is when Jesus was executed on that cross and he had did nothing wrong. That for the first time in my life was the first time I could see how cruel human beings could be when they just don't understand. And then, like I said, being a black man, when I see any of my brothers or sisters being murdered or having their lives taken at the hands of a white man, it doesn't send fear through me. It sends rage, a rage that I have to conceal and channel and not allow it to burn or be inflicted onto other people. That is the life of a black man. As a black person, what we're expected, how we're expected to act when this type of trash is put in front of us. And don't let us act out. Don't let us React on emotion. Because then other people are feared or fearful and are feel threatened. And then now we have to be subdued for the safety and quote quote unquotes of other people. I said last week, it's time to wake and educate. Y'all, anytime I feel something so deep and rev, like it's so deep, I'm bringing it to the podcast and I'm sharing it. At the end of every day, at the beginning of every day, I'm a God-fearing black man. Those are two two things that I am willing to die for because I'm proud to be. I'm proud to be God-fearing and I'm proud to be black. And can nobody take that from me? my god gave it to me and i just pray and i just hope that soon with the help of two free with the help of other my other brothers and sisters of all colors and nationalities out here that we all assimilate and we pick up the mantle of responsibility and we start being those free radicals or those renegades that aren't afraid to make a change to shift narratives, to shift perspectives, to be known as that brave fearless leader. I need more people to stand with me. I need us to stand together and to eradicate the plans of destruction and of eradicate the Stigmas and institutions of bias and judgment and prejudiceness. I stand with my black brothers and sisters. I stand with my brothers and sisters that see us all as equals. above all I stand with and before my God and I just pray that Julius Jones' family and Julius Jones get the peace and the outcome and the life that they deserve and you know I still have hope in the midst of all this I still have hope because God's will God's will will prevail always we can make many plans there may be people out here doodle, like I said last week doodling doing all this stuff or maybe not last week but the last experience fresh air um, doing all this stuff but the Lord's will prevails that gives me hope that no matter what My Lord and Savior is coming to retrieve us. And y'all can have this earth while you have it here, but you can't take it with you. Like, it will cease to fade. But God's word stands forever. This world will disappear. Everything you own will fade. Who you are as a human vessel on this earth will cease to exist. If your soul is right, if your spirit is right, if it's in the hands of the one who created you, there's hope for eternity. I stand with you, Julius, and your family. I stand with all my black brothers and sisters. And again, I stand with all my brothers and sisters that are God-fearing and not even necessarily God-fearing because there's people out there who don't know God yet, but people who have the right intent in their hearts, who stand against injustice and are bold enough to call out the ones within their own race who are wrong. We got to start being bold. God called us to be bold like lions. He didn't say hide the truth from people. He said just be kind when you expose the truth to people. And that is my priority when I'm on this podcast, when I'm spearheading the movement to free to be kind, to be just, but to tell the truth. Thank you guys for being a part of this special episode with me. And I pray that you continue to seek and find your too free and make peace and God be with you. I'll see you again next time here on Waves. This is Waves Podcast, an experience created by Too Free. Here, our vision is just to serve God first and edify those around us. Simply put, to love, share, and encourage through transparency, honesty, and testimony. Live too Free. Thanks for being a part of this experience. And I hope and I pray that you'll find your freedom. That's too free.